one, Don't two. Know how to. Check one, Ryan? two. Meet the suckers and chat shit today. Could you hear me checking my one twos? I can hear you checking your one twos. It'll be up so to we our can audience. Talk over it. Well, wow. we can we can talk. All right. So there's you might if you're listening at home, you might not think anything is different about this podcast. Jeff, do you want to share some news? We got one of those air horn sound effects, and you're like, <laughs> meow, 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 and that's what this podcast is going to become. It's just a meow, meow. We spent our whole budget on uh, on an air horn sound. By the way, we we don't. Um, <laughs> we should talk about that. But but so uh, if you're seeing this uh, on in, in a video sense, uh, you might notice that there is a scrolling Chiron on the screen. Uh, it says new podcast platform. Uh, I mean, it's a proud moment. We we've already gra- we've outgrown our uh, our infant clothing, and now we're going to be peeing and pooping in something a little bit bigger. <laughs> Ooh, peeing and pooping in it. <laughs> this is the Matt Gates show. Um, <laughs> no, so so Jeff and I, uh, you know, we made a decision when when two uh, podcast co-hosts love each other, they come together and they choose a different, better streaming platform and they follow through on all their threats <laughs> this is is it, it was actually a lot like my real marriage in that sense where <laughs> i just let you do all the research and work and you did a great job and then i took credit for half of it so thank you for that and jeff fucked me at least once <laughs> <laughs> that's, in the process. that's not that's not true but yeah. <laughs> more metaphorically no um well, we'll talk about the about the podcast thumbnail in a minute. Um, but but basically, we, Jeff and I have left Zencaster. Uh, God curse its soul, and we have moved to Streamyard. Good riddance to rubbish, as they <laughs> say in the Premier League. Or, I don't know. They don't say that there, do they? Basically, we just did uh, a full squad clear out, a la Newcastle. What we just did. Pretty much, yeah, because the squad was the three of us, so one-third of our squad, me, you, and Zencaster, one-third just got offloaded. Suck it, John Joe Shelby! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Newcastle got better, didn't they, over the the break? They did. Do you want to... So we have these little, like, scrolling banners now, but we can can click on these in any order that we so want to. Do you want to do Transfer Deadline Day, which is ongoing... Uh, we've got I mean, we got some good we got some interesting soccer news and we got some bad news for you. If you haven't been keeping up with soccer in the last couple of days, if you just got out of a coma, we we have a few things that we need to break to you. But we can, can I mean we imagine? can start with the actual soccer and transfery stuff. I, but but it was going to be so funny to imagine like the cutaway scene of someone who like is in the hospital and they're like, "Where am I?" Hmm. And the doctor's like, "You've been unconscious for." When did the football season begin? Since that very day. And they're like, oh, what, what's happened? And they're like, it's it's important we tell you a little bit about uh, the Meet the Soccers podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, and the yeah. friend is like, oh my god, yeah, let's start with that. Uh, catch me up on Meet the Soccers and their streaming platform decision making. Um, I don't want to listen no. to it myself. I want it summarized for me. Catch me up on it. 
do we do we want to go uh, transfer deadline de- like and click on one of those like summarizer things? Because new moves might be happening while we're. I was going to say because I'm I guarantee that I'm not up to date in the span of time it took for me to open a beer and plug in my microphone. Clearly, we sold Obama Yang and bought, I imagine, Messi. Well, so if we're doing just Arsenal first, uh, I got a message from uh, my my really good friend, Stevie, who is one of my coworkers, big Barcelona fan. He'll be on the show at some point. Um, but he messaged me and said, so we signed Obama Yang. <laughs> and that's that's the temperature of that transfer. I think that, you know what? I think Barcelona is going to like that transfer more. I mean, it's a six-month loan, right? I think they're going to like it more than they think they will. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I he has had a hard time finishing this year, but I actually still think that he's okay. Like, I don't think that he's as good as he was two years ago, but I think he's, like, solid, and now he's had a ton of rest for, like, a month because he screwed up two teams. And then, I don't know, in a weird way, I think he's going to... I think he'll ball for them. Like, he presses his butt off. He's super, super fast. I don't know. He he, he shoots well. He moves with the ball well. Like, he has things that he doesn't do. You know, like, he's not great at, like, if you want to, like, I don't know, make some passes and build up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to really do that. But if you actually just let him play weird striker from the left wing, like, he's good at that. So maybe they'll like it. I don't know. But you guys didn't like it. So like the thing, the thing to, to not forget, it's not, oh, would Aubameyang help current Barcelona to Barcelona fans? It's can Aubameyang help Barcelona that's in a weird identity crisis where they think they deserve to be sitting at the big boys table. Right. But really they are falling. They've been falling apart in a free fall for the last year. Their team does not look really anything like the last good team that they had. They've scraped together like an AC Milan-esque like bin of, of dollar bargain players. Like, who can we get on loan? Who's free? Like, yeah. like and that's, that's the Barcelona. So, like, Barcelona fans will probably be disappointed in anything short of returning them to the top three of the league. Yeah. And I'm not sure that this is that kind of move. But I do think that, like, he's a useful striker. There's not that many people that are good at this position. Like, I think he's useful to have around. But then why would why would Arsenal get rid of a useful player? Well, and I mean, and, and it's so funny you brought that up. I think I may have even brought this up on the last episode. But, like, when we got him from Dortmund, I just so remember thinking, there's only, like, 10 guys that can do this in the world. If you have one on your team, how do you let, like, personality and politics and stuff like that, how do you let that screw up what is so rare to find on the field? And we've now done it, too, I think, where it's like he's a guy that just ruffles people's feathers. He's a feather ruffler. He and honestly, sometimes I'm not even mad at him for it. Like, it's like this last thing that he had the big falling out with Arteta about. It's like I think he stayed an extra day with his mom who was scared about covid stuff or something like that. You know what I mean? So he's I don't I really don't think he's like a bad guy, but he's one of those guys that he has that rap. He has a little bit of like a, a case of the Balotelli's. Or the Ocho Cinco's, or, you know what I mean? Of like, just that. Oh, this is a problem guy, and he's. If you have him on your team, then there'll be problems around. But 
I don't know if he deserves that rap. Like, I don't know. I think he's pretty good. I mean, if we want to argue about it, the the level of sin that is coming back late from either a break or or whatever, yeah. I think all of these players, Aubameyang included, if they're not communicating with their, if, if the club has an understanding, oh, you said you'll be back on Thursday, it'd be like any of us asking for a week off and then showing yeah. up a week and however many days later, it's like, yeah. If, it is. It's an intentional thing to not tell your club, "Oh, I need an extra day because X," or "Oh, so, like that." That you should be over communicating when you're being paid X totally. hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. Totally. Like that, but I mean, on the other hand, you like, get fired if you're working at a gas station and you don't communicate that. So, like, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of not that many. Like, if, if I worked at a gas station and I was so much better at pumping gas than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population, that I made gas pumping into an art that could make you hundreds of millions of dollars, then I think it would be different. I think it would be a whole different setup. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking. What about does a that gas say? What does that? But what does that say to your team who did show up on time and is in that training session that day? Oh, no, that, it's like, really bad. It's really bad. And there, of course, there's always going to be like some Coach Carter strain in all of us. And I think Arteta has a lot of that. Where like Arteta is always like proving points to the players. And I think sometimes wisely, like he's setting up this environment where people are going to follow the rules and they're going to hold each other accountable and all that. But I also think like. Like, did you see that documentary on the Bulls championship teams that was like super viral, like this time last year? The Michael year? Jordan one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix. I tried. And then about three minutes in, I was like, oh, wait, is this going to be all basketball? <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't get through it. That's funny. Because, like, my wife, who, she's not into any sports, much less basketball. She, like, totally, like, we watched the whole thing together. I mean, it was pandemic. So we were like, the bar had been lowered a bit for Netflix. But, uh, you know. I, I enjoyed it. But anyway, there's there's one part, like it's like episode two or three, where basically Rodman just goes AWOL. Like basically in the middle of the season, he was having like a rough year and he goes, I just need to like go to Vegas for a week and party and then I'll get my head right and I'll come back fine. And they were like, okay, Dennis Rodman, in the middle of the season, you can miss like four games and go to Vegas and party. And he did. So it's like him... He's dating Carmen Electra at the time. They're like in the VIP at like wherever. Don't you feel real bad for him? Dennis Rodman. At the But that's this is my point. But no, no, no. I, Anyways, I, so. I have no empathy for anybody who 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 needs that amount of baby. Here's the thing. Here, here's the point that I'm trying to make. So in the thing, it goes even worse than that. He actually he overstays. They give him like a week off for free and he stays that he stays in Vegas for like three weeks on a bender, and then he shows back up. And you know what? They like they accept him. They're, they're just like, all right, we didn't want you to do that, but we do think that you're going to help our team. Because when, when well, you're what here, when they you're have? you're well, you know. But, but that, but that's that's kind of an abusive relationship. Imagine oh, yeah. if that was not a soccer, soccer, a basketball player. Um, imagine that's not a basketball player and his teammates and team. Imagine that's a husband and a wife who are raising two kids, and the husband's like, listen, <laughs> I've bad. done. I've done such a good job of, I mean, and this this is a sexist scenario because I'm already assuming that the husband in this case is is contributing. But like, let's just say for the point of argument, he was like, listen, I make 300 grand a week. If I want to disappear for a month and not tell you or the kids where I'm going, I deserve the right to do that. You're not going to have many people who are who side with the the guy. <laughs> Wait, we're still talking about transfer deadline day, aren't we? 
Well, yeah, but I mean, you're trying. I'm just making a mini point within that that husbands never contribute. They and they them. they do contribute. I'm sure. I mean, I'll never know or be one, but like a, a, they do. Um, but you know what? I'm going to contribute, Jeff, by telling you Arsenal have made a new signing. <gasps> their second American of the window. Oh, we got the midfielder guy that you were excited about. Shock, not that guy. So you guys, you guys did sign Matt Turner, yeah. a 27-year-old New England Revolution goalkeeper, uh, MLS's own David De Gea, meaning he can he's a goalie who can who can make crazy saves, maybe not uh Zach Steffen or hmm. um what's his face? Who's Ederson? Ederson. Uh maybe not them with the feet with his feet, but like definitely good at the goalkeeper part. They have also, Arsenal have just signed Austin Trusty from MLS side Colorado Rapids. The American uh-huh. signs that a permanent transfer will stay at the Rapids until May. Colorado Rapids owned by the Cronkies as well? I think they are. They were. So, the- <laughs> go uh-huh. so we, yeah, we're, we're pulling a Man City. We should do that more often. Why don't we get the best 17-year-old on their team every year? That should be a gift for us at Christmas. I mean, you you should uh, because that's kind of what the Red Bull organization does. If if they've got someone Red Bull Salzburg, to a certain extent, like they sign Frank Lampard and then send them back to the big leagues or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they, they do. They're they're kind of becoming these like holding company, like interleague networks, which I kind of don't like the thought for. of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, not that exciting in the future if it's like more an organization than than it currently is. Um, but Aaron uh, Austin Trusty, uh, twenty three years old, so not exactly yeah. like a baby, not exactly. Yeah. Uh, but is but he, so is he already good? Because twenty three is old to not already be good. You know the, what I mean? The rest of the rumor says so. He's staying at the Rapids until May, which would be weird. That would mean he'd play like the beginning of the MLS season, and then uh, yeah, will be loaned out to Europe for the twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three season. So that means okay. that he's not that making it to Arsenal practice. until he's like 24, which ugh, doesn't. I don't like. I don't understand that. It's very like Landon Donovan loan to me, which is like, why would any team? I never understood those. But Landon Donovan, in in that case, it's like okay, you're you're like clearly a generational American talent. Like, yeah, could 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 help someone, but like this guy's like 23 year old defender. I, I I don't know. I feel like once He's you get to twenty three, twenty defender, yeah, center back. That's so weird too, because I feel like weirdly we actually have a bunch of center backs now. Like we have Saliba rotting in France, and then we have you know both Gabriel and White. I don't know. That's strange. Although we did get rid of Chambers in this window, which I thought I don't know, like. He's pretty good, and he plays like six positions. Like maybe we keep him around. So Chambers' pot has been flushed. I will say the holding chamber <laughs> that uh, Arsenal fans have been so excited about for years. I don't, it's not looking too good. Rob Holding turns out to be slow. This is so funny. Fifty-five minutes, like this whole, this whole. I'm using, by the way, the Athletics uh, transfer news updater thing. Uh, not a, that's not a sponsorship, by the way. It's not. They give us nothing. If anything, I spend money on them. They they kind of owe me for that. Yeah, but it's a reverse sponsorship. We sponsor them. Uh, yeah, that's a lobbying. I think is what it's called. <laughs> um, Arsenal fan worries about lack of signings. Is a whole transfer update. 
Noah S. With a number of departures and no incoming players, Arsenal has to hope for every healthy second for a very healthy second half of the season, or else even Europa could be out of reach. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing. I mean, they're, they're, all of these moves in the long run, like I don't think we're gonna look back at any, even like Chambers, who I just sort of lamented a little bit. I don't think we're gonna look back at that in five years and be like, oh, can you believe we let Kellum Chambers out of our gla- grasp? You know. But I do think. I don't know. Uh, are they giving up on this year already? It's like it. It seems like they're kind of just writing this part of the season off because they don't see anything they can do in the short term. And maybe that's the right way to think, but it just seems like we still have a lot to play for. Like, if we had a good next few months, we're back in the Champions League. Like, does that not matter? Like, is that not worth spending some money on right now? Can I thank you, Jeff? Because everything that you just said is exactly what I was going to say for my club. So the fact that you said it, can I just say ditto? Ditto. So so I don't have to repeat it. Like, to the the letter, it's like, yeah, like the Glazers are kind of effing off the rest of the season a bit and mm-hmm. they're getting and we we've loaned out donny vanderbeek um we've loaned out phil phil jones we've tried to loan out uh we're, we're talking you, i about, thought you had loan. he he's not gone he couldn't get guarantees and it was to bordeaux in the french league we couldn't uh-huh. he couldn't get guarantees for playing time and so he thought why would i want to leave my family to sit on a different bench in another country for six months Can't which i get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do get. Um, what else? Who else? Jesse Lingard. Will he or won't he go to Newcastle? We don't know or care. Because um, we got what? At this point, we have four more hours, three and a half hours until this is like done, done. Yeah, right now in the UK, it's got to be it's 8 p.m. I don't know. what Does it stop at midnight? I would assume. I don't know. I mean, this, this is such a weird window. We were kind of talking about this the other day where it's like teams are just not as active in this one. And it's like. You don't like I if this was the August, you know, window closing, this would be a essentially a national holiday in the UK. Sky Sports would be covering it around the clock with a team of 300 reporters. And but it's just not I don't know. This one is not. They'd call it Unboxing Day and it would be (laughs) celebrated uh, every year. um, Fuck. So so there's a few things we could talk about here. Yeah. One of one of which is so both of our teams now don't have any depth. At one point we we were flush with depth, maybe not players that are impact players that have much of a future, but if there's a big injury, you've at least got someone who roughly knows the position who can step in. United are now one midfield injury away from needing to start Nemanja Matic. Uh and we are one center back injury away from needing to start Phil Jones. Which is it's funny because we get injuries all the time. Um, yeah. And there's another. It makes you wonder what is like. I'm not that. You, I think you're better about it. But are they? Is that also a bet on some 16, 17, 18 year old kid that we don't know about? It's hard for me to think of that as a. I'd never like to see teenage center back. You know. Normally, you're not ready. Like teenage even driver. If you're, yeah, it's like even if you're just phenomenally talented, it's like you need to go out on learn to Brighton or something. You know, it's an experience centric position where you're. Yeah. You need so many times to have been beaten by a fast striker to kind of know roughly what they'll try to do after the thousandth time to be able to, to stop them. It's it's rare you see any teenage virtuoso center backs in a top team. Normally. 
normally they're getting their experience in a, in a crappier team and then just sort of growing, taking their lumps, and then eventually you work your way up to a big club. It's 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 rare for every uh, Varane who goes to Real Madrid as a teenager, and then still just sort of more of a rotational center back for years before age twenty three, like he's like ready to step yeah. up. So like, I don't know. Like, do you have any new young players that are really have that high potential? Because we don't. Actually, we also have lost another player, which uh, I don't know if we're ready to segue into. But like mm. this, to, to, to this put is a, the biggest story. This is the bigger story. But to put it put a pin in it, both of our teams feel like like that. Air, Austin Trusty transfer is not going to do much for Arsenal's current season. Neither is yeah. new backup goalie Matt Turner that we discussed. And United has signed no one and is just trying to get wages off the book. Martial forgot to mention from going to Sevilla. Uh, I think we may have talked about him last time, uh, but. But it feels I mean, like Arsenal this season's over. A ton of players. We've gotten rid of like seven players in this window, and all of it, most of that was good, like good decisions. Like I said, Mari, Chambers, who else? Um, I mean, it's a bunch of guys where you're like, yeah, that makes sense. He was he was ready to go. But then uh, either of us get a few injuries, Jeff, and we'll be yeah. like, who is the, who is Will Fish starting at center back? Like that kind of. That's the one that really you know because if you told me that we had like a a great winger or number ten or somebody like that that was coming up, I'd say okay, I could I'll buy that that there's one seventeen year old down there that's going to help. But it's hard to believe that for like I don't know defensive midfield or <laughs> center back. You know what I mean? Those are positions that are harder to fill with guys out of the academy shit it's like have you ever had like a transfer deadline day in the winter in the winter window where you've been like this is exciting to follow along i can you know, I mean, actually yeah yeah every now and then like arsenal does like we we got odegaard <laughs> last year i think like uh on the day of that's some nice uh sneeze a- asmr for our <laughs> Yeah, sorry. For our I, I try to go pretty far away from the microphone, but this thing picks up everything. So, sorry, and if it was in my nose. We, if we had a professional like producer, that sort of thing would just be edited out unless we talked about it like this. So, yeah, guess- exactly. And we do have a professional producer, but they're not editing it out because this is a part of the show when we talk. Yeah, about it. this is show canon now. Which, by the way, Joe uh, Jeff's Jeff's nose is now nicknamed the show canon. Because uh, it fires very powerful, potent cannonball. Come, come on, you gunners. <laughs> um, shit. All right. So, I mean, a few minutes ago, I guess I set up the segue. So, this is this is going to be tough to talk about. Do we want to? Let's do. Well, let's I do... mean, this is interesting because we've, we've sort of covered football starting with actual football. So, maybe we. Yeah. Like, this is such a big piece of news on many levels. That I almost want. Maybe we should start with the smaller, less important part, and just say, "Hey, um, just from a strictly footballing perspective, isn't it kind of crazy that the, you know, what's the word? It's the person that's been tapped to be the new. He's thing. the heir apparent to like exactly the either like Alan to be a striker or at Manchester United and England. And everyone in the world, pretty much." kind of agreed that he this dude is about to ball is he's not gonna play basically anymore i I mean do you think we'll ever see him step on the field again well let's not bury the lead what what is the the, i mean the larger story here is mason greenwood 
already in the past. Yeah, I mean, already in the past, he'd been dismissed from England camp for breaking COVID protocols. Like he he'd done some like you know stupid youngster stuff, yeah. uh, and and it was concerning. But you know, everyone wanted to sort of rush to his defense and say, you know, well, he's just a kid. Yeah. You know, he'll 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 learn and, and you hope he settles down the way that like Wayne Rooney, you know, wasn't always making the best decisions, but but he, he did kind of roughly settle down enough to survive his career. Mason Greenwood, uh his ex girlfriend, I don't remember her name and kind of honestly don't wanna necessarily say it. I don't know if she, if the attention yeah. is what she's is needed. Gotten enough attention at this point, I don't know. Well, she's she's deleted her social media, uh, I think, on legal counsel advice. But the reason wow. for that is that Mason Greenwood, uh, there's an audio recording that she released along with a photo album of photos of bruises, uh, blood coming down her face. But the audio recording is Mason Greenwood really basically horrendous. verbalizing aloud that he was going to rape her. And then you kind of hear the the beginnings of that in the clip. Like it's 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 as close to evidence as you could get without video. All right. Um and it I, when it was all coming out, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like this isn't something that there've been rumblings of like like the Ronaldo issue from the very first episode where Ronaldo uh was accused of being raped by a woman. We played it, I don't want to say down the middle because I think that we we believe uh you know, people who who come out and 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 risk everything they've got to to claim something volatile like that. We we believe them, but it really was uh, just a case of he says one thing, she says another, and then there's right. this weird tabloid there's photo. Not a lot of hard evidence in it. It's just a it's a lot of testimony. You know, this is like Chris Hansen is sitting in the chair, yeah. and 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 to listen to the audio, to look at the pictures, which I forced myself to do, it. It ruined my whole weekend. And that's, of course, nothing compared to the woman who lived through it. Sure. Um, so sorry, Jeff. Like, that, that's like a lot. It's a lot to get out. But, like, it's, it, it, you know, according to the legal system, Mason Greenwood still has every opportunity and chance to legally, you know, present his side of the story and, yeah. and, and, and take it to court. But he has been arrested. He yeah. has been held in jail overnight. Uh, the audio is pretty fucking damning. It's very damning. And I mean, so this is something that I don't think either of us expected to be speaking about multiple times on this podcast. This, but I don't know. I, I do think it's worth saying. Like this is this is the this is the second time that we've no third. We, we've we've had to deal with it many times. We've multiple times we've talked about the subject of rape is what I'm trying it, to say. It, I'm trying it, to get to that. It's appeared in like three fifths of our episode history. And it's not because like, like Jeff just said, it's not, it's like you just said, it's not like we're planning to do a show no. that is social justice forward. It's just that this year, either it's, it's sort of all of these different sort of soccer issues that there's been no light shined on all coming to a yeah. boil at the same time, or it's, it's that people are finally getting brave enough to talk about all these things, whether it be to journalists, like I can't remember his goddamn name, the French journalist that, that sort of broke oh, a right. lot of for us this a few is, yeah. months ago. 
Um, this is a bit with the yeah, with the Gabonese national team. Yeah, and, and with the fifth, the laundry list of 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 different you know sexual assault uh, and grooming issues that that have been present and and sexist treat like the 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 list is long. But fuck, like this is not what either you or I wants to talk about. It's what we feel like we should talk about. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think when it comes up, it, it needs to be talked about because I think for a long time it was obviously brushed under the rug. So it's like in all these spaces that you wouldn't expect it, like a soccer podcast, when it touches the world of soccer, I think it's kind of like our responsibility to talk about it and say like, I mean, it, it's a difficult thing because I think so often this kind of crime you don't usually have this much evidence like the way that you do. Like right now we have recordings, we have picture, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't normally have it this spelled out. A lot of times you're going off of, you know, sort of literally he said, she said, right. So I think in this case, it's like they need to investigate this and the hammer really, if it look, if it's as bad as it is. And I think that they will be able to confirm that very quickly when the hammer is, all you know what i mean this is from the washington post less than one percent or 20 in 2018 less than one percent of rapes lead to felony convictions one percent i mean it's one of the that's that's why i think like when people like i have some issues with the phrase believe all women because it just sounds silly like what about the liars but well it's it's hyperbole but it is hyperbole but when you look but it's actually it's based on the truth that like this is one of the math this is this is a crime that is almost never falsely reported. Like every other crime is falsely reported all the time. There are reasons for that, but this one isn't because it's actually very difficult to go through the process of reporting this. So I think basically if someone is reporting it, you kind of should go into it with the assumption that they're telling the truth because most of the time that assumption will serve you correctly. You know what I mean? But then I do think there is a little bit of a wild card when you're talking about young rich celebrities especially those who have contact with people who are not rich you know what i mean which is most young that where you know unfortunately stories get made up look at any uk tabloid and you will read some things that are not true about a 22 year old soccer player and so on the one hand there's a little part of me that's like let's pump the brakes slightly and make sure, sh- you know, the authorities need to go through this and make sure that we know what we think we know. But if we know that, there's not, so, there's, there, you know, there's really nothing else left to decide. There's, there's, there's an important distinction here between like actions that the legal system takes and the due process for that, and then yep. actions a private business slash club slash employer can and should take and the due yep. process for that. And I would say, Manchester United owes a lot less to Mason Greenwood than the local British, uh, I don't know, criminal court of appeals, whatever, whatever that specific sure. process is 100% there. 100% agree. Again, they don't, I, I know it's a similar uh, procedure to like the way we think about justice in America as much as justice in America is its own episode topic, but like, but it'll but take the, us at least one episode to solve that. I, I, but I, I think that Mason's in jail right now because the evidence was enough that like he was perceived as a threat um, and as a threat to this woman, as a threat to others, just from what we've seen. 
United have removed all of his merchandise from the club shop. Uh, all of the like senior player leader types that are active on social media, including Marcus Rashford, have unfollowed him, him right? which is interesting yeah. because it feels a little passive aggressive, but it also feels like a kind of a statement in and of itself, yeah. right? Like, I guess it's the right move, but is it for yeah. their brands or is it because they're mad at what they have discovered that their friend who they work with has done every day? Like imagine if somebody that you liked at work, maybe not like one of the, the funnier, more amicable book people, but somebody who showed up, did a good job. You know, one yeah. of the guys, if you found out that they were like a barbaric monster, like, how, yeah. how quickly do your feelings pivot? Is it is it that moment? Is it the moment you hear that? Do you well, do you behave I would differently? Say this for me, and I mean, this is just my. But like, if I if it were a if it were somebody I personally knew, I'm not sure if I would have made the decisions quite as quickly as say Rashford has, or you know, because to me, like, I don't think. Marcus Rashford knows that much more than, I mean, he knows a little bit more than us, but I really don't think not that much because it's not like he's privy to it. You know what I mean? But, so if I were him, I would probably do nothing for a while and then like figure out what's going on. And then, you know, not that it really matters whether he unfollows, but just like that whole, if I were him and it was somebody I knew personally, I would hold off on judgment a little bit. Well, well, Jeff, I think that Marcus does know more than us, not about the moment, but yeah. the character witness of already knowing yeah, for sure. from, da- from for daily sure life that. for the past few years. But if anything, you'd think that that would weigh. I in, think it would go the other favor. way with that, where it would be like, oh, this is this guy. I know this guy. How could it be? Kind of. I mean, that's what people always say about like serial killers. But you that hear the audio. doesn't necessarily mean that he did not do anything, right? But and that's the difference between hearing about something happening yeah. and, and being like, well, I'm going to support my friend because I don't know who this other person is. I don't believe it. And all Marcus Rashford has to do is go on a Twitter, click the audio link, and he's there. He's in the room just yeah. because of that audio. And that's got to be something that like, speeds up your ability to process that information if you're like oh my if you saw video of your best friend like that's really good point. That's a very good point you're not Whereas, gonna be like, like, well, to me, I don't like the, video. the audio sounds believable but i couldn't tell you for sure if it's him or not i don't know you know but marcus rashford knows exactly yeah, what mason greenwood's voice sounds like and if he's like oh my god that's mason i i don't want to accuse arguably one of the few good footballers on my team, like good as in ethically good. Like, I don't yeah, want to... You don't have any actual good footballers in terms yeah. of, like, football good. It's mean and it hurts me. But, um, but, but like, I don't want to accuse Marcus of anything, but Marcus, even if it's a, uh, an altruistic one, he's got a brand to protect. And I'm wondering how yeah. much of this is spiteful... I, he's not my friend anymore. Like I, I Franken kind of stuff where like people had their brands to protect there and they didn't slow down and check this at all, you know? And I, but I'm, 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 you know, in a way what's good for Marcus's brand might also happen to be the thing that's ethically good, but I'm just saying, yeah, I think I'm in general, that's kind of true. Yeah. I'm, I'm just mentioning it as like, it's, it's, it's not like it's one of us unfollowing because we're like, I'm not supporting this. It's like, if, if Marcus doesn't, then he starts getting asked about, well, your friend Mason Greenwood has done this, this, and that. Have you come out against it? Like, what's he, he'll, he, he will get dragged into it. Everyone in the yeah, club yeah, will yeah. get dragged into it. I mean, the season was fucked before this. So, like. Yeah. But this goes, I mean, going back, though, I would say, like, this goes so much beyond a season. 
I mean, even if you're just looking at it in terms of the football, it's like this is a guy that you thought you were going to build your club around for 10 years. I mean, or longer. That, that's something. I mean, how old is he? He just turned 20 this season. He 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 was like one of the fastest goal scorers, like fastest scorers of whatever. I think it was like 30 yeah. something league goals. He was like maybe, I don't know, second or third fastest ever. Wow. So like. This isn't just like really good young player. This was going to be the guy. And like by the time he was 22 or 23, he was going to be like leading the line for United and scoring 40 goals yeah. a season. The club so he's such a weird footnote now because it's like he hasn't it's like he hasn't actually had a career yet. He just looks like he was about to. And now he's going to go to jail. It's like it's this weird thing where he was at the he's he was simultaneously like, at the pinnacle of his sport and yet had done nothing. You know what I mean? He, believe it or not, even at the age he's at, he's already in like the top whatever scores in United history already. Like by twenty, really? like not saying he's top ten. Like you know, like wow. but like scoring thirty something goals. Not every player that comes through scores thirty league goals for United. Yeah, yeah, very few. I imagine that's crazy. And he's done that's it in two two and a half seasons as a youth player in rotation wow. um, during a, a dark time when we weren't generating a lot of chances. So it's like he. He is a generational talent. At this point, he... I mean, United have suspended him, but suspension is not dismissal. Suspension can yeah. be reversed. As, as, I don't know if you've seen any priest or cop uh, do something wrong. They get suspended, they go on vacation, they come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a stake in the ground that if he is not dismissed for the team, if he continues to play for the team, I feel like I have to become a neutral at that point. Yeah, I mean, if there was a point where they went full like January 6th and tried to defend this, then I I just feel like you wouldn't even it wouldn't even be like a stand that you'd have to make so much as like you just would feel repulsed by it. You know, I do. I feel right now. I mean, Jeff, I on the weekend, uh, I don't know if the people watching or listening at home know about my social life, uh, but it is minimalist. And (laughs) most of most of my time, I'm like, I don't know, hanging out and smoking weed and playing FIFA. I did not touch FIFA because Mason Greenwood is my striker in my career mode. And I like don't know what to do because I'm like, I don't want to even open the load, the, the, the load game right now. I don't like want to even touch it because it just it makes me feel gross. And I'm like, it's it's that like is any- devastating to your social life. If you can't open FIFA, that's it's big for you. I, but like also even like our next match when we come back from this international break, it's like I just feel I don't feel good. I I don't feel good about watching United. Yes, because we've not been good. But like I, I would still give it a chance. I'd still turn on the match and think maybe today's the day that Ralph gets us like to try hard. But like it's it'd be like I don't know. Yeah, like watching CNN on January seventh. It's like I I both feel like I should and shouldn't at the same yeah. time. So yeah, yeah so I mean I'm sorry it's like a depressing topic and it's depressing in in obviously shallow ways that superficially affect my life versus this young woman whose life like her social media which she had like a she has a quarter million followers just from being a a famous wag as yeah. the British call it wives and girlfriends uh but like it's just gone now her life is a court case um, and I wish her, I personally wish her well in both all the therapy that she's going to have to take yeah, just to probably ha- try and have a normal life and to, 
to date people again someday and to be able to be vulnerable and all those things that we take for granted and should be able to do. Mason Greenwood yeah. has taken that away from her and turned her life yeah, into a funny. fucking circus. So like, I and I hope Mason Greenwood, I hope that he spends a long time in jail and that if and when he emerges from jail, this he, the, the fact that this has fucked his life up so much that he has had to pay for what his actions are, I hope that that gives him a chance to change. Not to become a footballer again, but to become a human being. Hmm. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I think that if you go to jail and you come back, like, I don't know, a bigger douche, it was for nothing. I know yeah. that's contrary to what most Americans think about the penal system, but like, there's something wrong with him. There's something that has been so intrinsically damaged by either well, shit and that's or young Like, Is that, I mean, I don't know his life story probably as well as you do, but like, to me, like this recording could have very well been made. I don't know when it said to have been made, but I mean, he was a teenager recently. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. He could last been, year, <laughs> right? It, that he could have been nineteen or eighteen on this recording. And there's a little part of me that wonders, like, where did this kid? You know, he's just beyond being a kid at this point in his life. Where did he learn? Where did he go wrong? Abusive. You know what I mean? Like. Sometimes this stuff happens out of nowhere, but a lot of times it's not that. It's like a cycle, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know what his background is, but I wonder if that plays into it. And it's like, that's, I mean, that's the real tragedy of it is like, it seems like in some ways this is a kid who had everything going for him in life, but clearly the fundamentals of being a good person were not covered off on. And there's a little part of me that's like, man, like that's not even... Some of that is, you know, there's some adults that have some stake in that. If you're if your 19 year old kid is acting like that, then I don't know. Well, if you're being told you're the next coming of British Jesus since you're like 15, by internally they had they've been looking at him like that for that long. Yeah, uh, if not longer. Like he was he was setting like youth team goal scoring records at that age and playing like three years below the age of everyone else in the league and still crushing it. So like you got to wonder if the, if the yes man sort of whatever you want, like, like if that, if that amount of spoiling just creates like this weird bubble where you think, you know what? I am above all this stuff. Like the same way that it makes cops feel that they're above the law because they're just, it's reinforced that you are, it's reinforced yeah. that you, you can do whatever you want and no one thinks you're going to go rape someone, but they're also giving you all the tools you need to think that if you did rape someone, what's going to happen to you. And like, if you, if you haven't been like, frankly schooled in empathy, I'm guessing he's not getting picked on. I'm guessing if you're setting youth, youth team goal scoring records for Manchester United and you live in Manchester, I'm you're guessing you're pretty popular as a kid. I imagine. Like so, reasonable birthday party situation. So the the things that you know, you normally would assume are, are the empathy lesson, which is like seeing other kids treat kids poorly and having it affect you, like learning you don't want to be the cause of that for someone else. That's developing empathy. It's like, oh no, I don't like to hurt. I don't want someone else to hurt. The end. Yeah. And and sometimes it takes people longer to figure that out. But like, we're we're giving a lot of power a lot of money and a lot of ego to children. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying that this is a rape case because like I'm not excusing the behavior because of his youth. I'm saying no. 
don't let a 12 year old drive a car if there's a chance they could kill someone it's like yeah. i don't know if we should be allowing athletes to be professional as 16 year olds i yeah. think that they need there should be maybe there should be some mandatory like you go to normal school until you're 18 no ifs ands or buts yeah yeah no i mean not the, that that would fix it but i'm trying we're this is we're freestyling yeah, a little it, bit no, here. but it, it does. It gets in. You, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of connective tissue here to other like things that affect it. I mean, I think all of it. You know, it's it's worth caveating that like none of these other things, like the professionalism system in the Premier League, or you know, the likelihood that you know he may have been in some sort of not great home situation whatever that is none of that stuff excuses you know what i mean like there's responsibility is still responsibility but i do think that like if you're looking at it which i think is worth doing if you're looking at it on a more systemic level and you're saying like okay yeah what you know it's like i said like we have a soccer podcast about one third of our catalog is covering rapes you know what i mean at a certain point like there has to be you have to be looking at the big picture and sort of how can you limit the risk factors here how can you make this even tolerable at this point you know like just to have a because right now it's ridiculous it feels like the thing to solve isn't like how do we stop sexual assault and rape in the football world it's like that's just maybe a byproduct of just our society at large, which accepts and tolerates it. And how, if this had happened yeah. 10 years ago, we might not even have heard about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's something that we were texting about the other. It's like, imagine if this had happened in a non-smartphone era where we didn't have a literal recording of everything that's going on. You know, if we had some bad photos and someone's, you know, affidavit, suddenly it's a very different thing that we're talking about. And it becomes all this unsure creeps in and mason greenwood would probably have a very expensive lawyer and before you know it we don't know what to believe anymore you know yeah then it's reasonable doubt um exactly maybe well, the election was not... stolen <laughs> it's not sorry, much reasonable doubt in the uh in what we've seen over the weekend though yeah there there really is not um and it, and it makes you think like even just the ronaldo thing we were talking about in episode one that happened about that long ago like i'm not saying yeah. we don't we don't have anything more to contribute to the ronaldo conversation at this point but like ronaldo's thing happened in a time when yeah like there were smartphones out but like and not everyone is as savvy it's not as much of a part of our culture yeah um, but also we should mention the fact that mason greenwood's ex-girlfriend recorded this clearly means there is enough of a history that exactly. she knew that this was a possibility that, and was going to have that happen. plan says so much about, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg that you're seeing there. And, and it's, it's, she wasn't like this. If you listen to the dialogue, like I, I, I hesitate to like read the transcript over the podcast because I feel like that's People a level should, of gr grizzliness. It. It's there. Yeah. You, know? if, yeah, you can read it. It's like, there, it's not something that there's any doubt where the initiative is is coming from in this it's not something that oh she thought she thought to record it because she set this thing up like i feel like i i just want to stab the yeah. the possible controversy or sorry the possible conspiracy here like we we maybe humored it a little bit with the ronaldo story right uh, like not like not saying that there's a conspiracy but you could imagine someone could make something up 
about the most famous person in the world. You could imagine it. Sure. Dude, it's it's just it's on it's it's in the MP3 or the wave file. It's there. Like yeah. I I don't see how a, a criminal court case could even rule anything against or I don't I don't see how a criminal court proceeding will will go any differently. Yeah. Fuck. It will be it will be very interesting to you see. You feel do you feel I feel like drained from like talking about this? Like it's 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 tough. It's like this is not a fun conversation. And frankly, no. it's probably not a fun conversation to listen to, but it's No, but it's good that we I, I don't know. It's good that we had it. And you know, if unfortunately the reality of this I'm realizing is that if and when there is another sexual assault or domestic assault or rape or you know, whatever it is. Like, I think it'll be it'll be just as worth mentioning then because to ignore it is to vote that this should be something that should be covered up and accepted and in the background and this dirty little secret of the culture of football. And I don't I, I don't think that it should be. And I don't think anybody else does either, really. Where ESPN soccer net fails meet the soccer's steps up and mm-hmm. carries the burden for all we're the giver jeff if you remember that book we're like the giver <laughs> i do for remember the giver yeah we no are we yeah i don't know that's a didn't the giver just like have all of the horrible knowledge of the past and in, in their brain so that the rest of the people so and, the rest of the people could be and felt all the bad feelings and so all that's us it's not us <laughs> yeah, we haven't had any. We haven't had any good feelings. I think because I follow Arsenal and you follow Manchester United. So, Jeff, I hadn't haven't had a good feeling in some years. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what it's like. Let's switch to something we can joke about. Uh, <laughs> let's... Yes, good. So, so we're just uh, doing this recording. Also, uh, the day after the United States lost two to nothing mm-hmm. to our neighbors mm-hmm. to the north. Mm-hmm. North of the wall, the wildlings. Mm-hmm. Yes, the free people. Yeah, so so we so we started, I think, the international break off by edging out El Salvador one nothing. We edge El Salvador. at home. We edged them to completion. Okay. And it finished one nothing. It's not an edge. Uh, it was a Jedi Anthony Robinson goal. By the way, I love I kind of am I'm down with calling Anthony Robinson Jedi, which is his preferred nickname. The commentators were just calling him Jedi. Yeah, I'm okay with it. But it's just, it. it's just because he was a big soccer fan as a kid. He's just like, no, like Jedi. And he kind of has a little bit of a British accent because he's barely American. <laughs> like most like, of the good American players. He's like, oh, I just, I'm American. I love I'm Jedi. Like, it's just. <laughs> He like his his introduction is already such a mess that I relate to him as a person. Um, <laughs> but he scored. We beat El Salvador. Got three points. We were expected to get. Put us uh, second in the group to Canada by one point. And then this was supposed to be the match. And if we win away in Canada, and a very cold, hard, narrow turf pitch, we would have been leading uh, the the what's it the quintuple show. <laughs> Yeah, the, the ESPN ate the Ocho. We'd be yes, winning. We'd be winning that. Um, but instead, Canada just chat shit and banged us. They Jamie Vardyed us. Um, <laughs> they both chat shitted and banged. They they did both ends of the Jamie Vardy experiment, uh, yeah. which 
<laughs> Wait, wasn't there like a Jamie something experiment the on Jamie FX? Kennedy like... experiment. <laughs> All right, now we're done talking about Mason Greenwood. Let's bag on Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> the Jamie Vardy experience. Yeah, Jamie Vardy experience is just like he dr- he gets prosthetics. He pretends to be someone else. He tries to punk them, and in the end, he beats the hell out of whoever it is. Boy. I'm Here Jamie Vardy. Dressed as a minority again. It's Jamie Vardy. I'm gonna go say some things that are quite inappropriate. <laughs> My wife Rebecca's already naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like they did this like weird parody OJ Simpson show a long time ago called Juiced, where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was that. it was like punked, except it was OJ, and the joke was get it. That guy is actually a famous football player who murdered his wife. And, like, yeah. that was the whole premise of the show. And, like, OJ was would be on set and he'd just be joking about, like, if I did it, like... Yeah. It was nuts. So OJ definitely did it. In case any listeners are confused, OJ did it. The police were racist, but OJ still killed his wife. And that those two yep. things can both be true. Those two things can both be very true. But only in civil court in America. Mm, yeah, the civil court tends to be slightly more fair than uh, criminal court. Um, where were, where was we? Where were we going? Where were we going? Um, I think we were saying that we dislike Canada and they should stick to right instead of uh, grass hockey. Listen, Canada beat us. I hate to say it, fair and square. They played compact. They made it even difficult keeping for our precious Timothy Weah out. Tim, Tim Weah was kept out because apparently he had like half of a COVID vaccination, which is good enough to travel in France. But like Tim Weah, it is 2022. This well, is so like- I was wondering that because I assumed he must have had like the Johnson and Johnson or something. But so he just didn't have his full round of shots. What the heck? He did not have a full round of shots, but it's like, what are you now waiting for? This isn't someone in like April or May of of you know last year. It's just like one at this point is strange. It's like, why are you? You just were you anti-vax for like a year and a half? Like, it's like, did you just figure out sunscreen helps? Like, what else are you coming to this late in the fucking game? But like, I always wonder. There's a certain point soon, like after everybody gets Omicron, where it's like, well, will you even need it if you don't have it at that point? You know what I mean? But, like it'll just but, become part of life. But but A, you do. B, how about you just need it to travel and as an international footballer yeah, exactly. who no, has to fucking big... travel all the time, did no one say to you, Hey, um, this idiot thing you're trying, don't be it. Don't be that. <laughs> like so he, the fact exactly. that he but wasn't working so well for these tennis players and granite shaka <laughs> and uh, Djokovic, uh, his name has the word joke in it. He's starting He's starting a whole sta- step back from behind you. So I think that... More like clown that, am I right? The fact that Tim Weah was not there hurt us. So his decision hurt the team. And that's, that's a fact. Um, but I will say also just errors hurt the team. Like we had a, most of our first team players there. Uh, I'm going to say maybe an issue was... Starting Giassi Zardes is a problem because Josh Sargent just scored two goals. By the way, Josh Sargent, did you see him scoring his first Premier League goals? I think we texted about it. Did we? Josh Sargent, who hadn't really scored in Germany and then moved to Norwich, 
and had never scored oh, for Norway. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. His first that. goal that he finally broke his scoring duct was like an insane goal of the year candidate, like scorpion kick. <laughs> like in just just Google Josh Sargent goal. I'm sure this will be the first one that comes up because it's one of like six total that exist. But like it's it's fucking nuts. So he couldn't play. Ricardo Pepe, still a teenager, just moved to Germany. Flies back for to to be on the bench for these matches, but he's got to be dealing with jet lag. Like there was no good striker there, so Giassi Zardes played, and he's Giassi Zardes is the old pair of sunglasses that when you lose your new pair of sunglasses, you're like, well, at least these are sunglasses, and then you put them mm-hmm. on, and you're like, they don't. The sun still sunglasses. <laughs> no, they're frames. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> So Giassi Zardes is a frame of a striker, but he did not keep mm-hmm. the sun out of her eyes. And yeah, and we got we got punished for an early mistake uh, from new Arsenal goalie Matt Turner. And then we were punished in the end trying to push for an equalizing goal, but we had lost, um, who was it? German playing center. One of our two center backs was injured after we had completed all our substitutions and we had to play with the man down while trying to go for it against compact Canada. And they, Jonathan David, Lille striker, Jonathan David is a monster. And I think he was one of the players Arsenal were rumored to be looking at, Hmm. did not yet get him, but they should definitely, you guys should definitely go in for him in the summer. Are there any updates to the transfer deadline? All right. I forgot about that. I I, I already moved on from it uh, because the answer was no so far. The one that's been hanging out is Aaron Ramsey. He's been all over. I'm like, why don't we need a midfielder? He's around. Like, I get that it's dumb, but I also to, but to get we're not doing it to get back with your ex girlfriend again, even though you broke up like five times already, and she's always hurting herself. Yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> but I like, dude, I'm so surprised that we're not in for him. It it doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, incoming. Erickson's back. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Christian Eriksen to Brentford on a six-month loan. It's also a team full of Danes, right? Brentford, yeah. Brentford had been promoted, and I think they got a bunch of cheap Danish players to help fill their squad, and they'll make them feel at home for sure. Uh, just good to see Christian. It'll be good to see Christian Eriksen playing after after the Euros. Like, such a sad story. It'll be nice to him. Like, he's fine money-wise. Just It'd yeah. be nice to him to go out on his own terms when yeah. he does retire. Would you want him in Arsenal? Um, I don't know if we need him. I think that we have other guys that play that position that we should be investing the time in, like Odegaard and like Smith Rowe. And I'm just trying to spur on on discussion, Jeff. You know, I would have if if he was still the linchpin of their team, then absolutely, I would have wanted him just to spite them, just to soul candle <laughs> them. But otherwise, or just to uh, to Chris Wood them. Uh, if you're Newcastle. So wait, by the way, just a quick update for from the last podcast. Newcastle, I've continued getting players. Uh, none, none have been quite as pricey as Bruno Gomarez, but Newcastle has gotten an, one of those fullbacks that they were going back and forth on. Uh, they've gotten, I think, a new center back. Newcastle will have like a half of a new starting 11 from a month ago. So... Um, I think that, yeah, they're they're going to happen, and they're happening at the same time that both of our teams are kind of 
drying up. <laughs> oh wait, Jeff, you when you when you yeah, Jeff, I did it wrong because I did the banner. The, uh, I didn't do you the. Can, you can do it. There we go. You just got to do the check. Did it? Here we go. New and uh, Jeff changed. This is great podcasting. We're doing visual things that, and not describing them. If only they could see it, but they can't, and we shall not. We shall not. You got to pay the Patreon if you wanna. <laughs> if you wanna <laughs> yeah. see the video, see this amazing 4K video content. No, so so maybe maybe that's something we can say before before wrapping up, Jeff. Um, so we in in going over to Streamyard. Part of this is to just sort of make this slightly slightly better produced we may be expanding in future maybe not next episode but probably in the next few months we might be doing audio and video and having this also uh happen as a video that you could watch on twitch or 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 something like that uh just just trying to make this a legitimate podcast so that way if people do want to listen and find it we're not in our own way that would be good that would be nice I don't know, Jeff. What do you do? You think that people are more willing to to listen to our podcast if the the visual that accompanied the description was as crisp as our vision, as our creative vision? Well, you know, obviously, I'm still in the concepting phase <laughs> with my design, Skylar. But if I couldn't make fun of you for this, like I don't know what we would really talk about all for for an hour each time. <laughs> we will continue to have the same fave icon for a while, but uh, I will fix it. Jeff, Jeff did show me some uh, some of his own designs, and I was I thought they were great designs for a copywriter, and I I think that they were they were great uh, statements of intent. Uh, and my reply to Jeff was, "We should have more intent." Yeah. So <laughs> I think that they you know rivaled at least our current design. <laughs> oh, perhaps. no doubt, no doubt, our current design is literally like. I, yes, I, I had a, a piece of toilet paper in a public men's room and shat a, a design on it. That that is that is what like we've got. Pressing pinched between the cheeks. But... And so Jeff is like, oh, I got a paper towel from the kitchen to shit <laughs> on, and I'm like, okay, this is a, this is okay. a bounty, sir. <laughs> think of how much it will absorb. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that 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 this thing should slowly start turning into a a real juggernaut, a media empire. Someday, when we are controlling the world through the fingers and toes of our media empire, they say it all started as this stupid, stupid podcast. What do, What do you think, Jeff? Uh, do you think that we could like? Jeff. Jeff, I, I like looked down and forgot how my mouth operates. Well, Jeff, do you think? Do you, do you think have some we... advice about the Civil War for me? Jeff, sit down. Let me tell you what my pappy used to tell me. Um, do you think that we could rival like John Boy Media at some point for like the homebrew podcast media empire pathway? Maybe. Uh, I guess I should Google what that is. Um, but the, 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 like we talked about heard, this. If I haven't heard of well, them, then yeah, we could rival them. Why not? Well, Jeff, if they want to adopt our podcast to be part of their network, that's going to sound pretty bad that you just <laughs> feigned. Well, but we can go back and use some of our excellent production team. To uh, clean this. All up. right. Looks like John Boy Media is not purchasing me at the soccer anytime soon. That was that was one of the dreams. Was I'll for Google you, John Boy Media. John Boy, John <laughs> with an M. I'll try a bunch of different spellings. Just to <laughs> all right. Uh, I love you, Jeff. Love you too. See ya. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers.